And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Aram joining us on the line. Good morning, Aram. Good morning, Lena. Happy first day of a long weekend, it seems. Not that long for us, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> but for others, yes. <laughs> but as you predicted rather correctly, the streets of Seoul, at least, it feels empty, relatively speaking. That is true. I won't be going anywhere uh, because my family relatives all reside in the capital city. So mm. that is a, a plus for me. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm taking advantage of the empty roads for the long weekend. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I don't know how they'll be today, though, because I think there's going to be a lot of people heading out. So I mm. think there's going to be some uh, traffic, uh, especially in the uh, entrance of the Kyungu Expressway, which no. tends to be very heavily um, uh, congested. So, uh, yeah. Under normal circumstances, too. So be mindful and keep uh, traffic conditions and the updates close if you're traveling around the city, yeah. trying to leave the city. Uh, and as for appreciating the small things like no traffic or less traffic, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to take it all in. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's jump into a major headline. Let's start mm. over in the UK. I'm sure listeners are all caught up at this point. This is our first keyword of the day. The Queen is dead. So Britain's longest serving monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, has passed away at the age of 96. That is after 70 years on the throne. So clearly the world is pausing for a moment to remember her legacy. Uh, what is the latest? Right. Certainly is a long span of um, her time on the throne, isn't it? Uh, and uh, she did die peacefully on Thursday afternoon local time at a Scottish estate where she had spent much of the summer uh, and she was surrounded by family members uh, when she did pass away. And of course, as you'd expect, tributes have been uh, pouring in from all across the world. Uh, Charles, who has now ascended the throne, will be known now as King Charles III, uh, formerly known as Prince Charles. Uh, and he paid tribute to his mother, uh, the new king. And Camilla, now the queen consort, will remain at Balmoral on Thursday night and return to London on Friday. Uh, Buckingham Palace had confirmed on Thursday lunchtime that Queen Elizabeth II had been under medical supervision after her doctors had become quote, concerned about her health. And all of the Queen's children, as well as Prince William, who assumes the position of heir to the throne now and will be known as the Duke of Cambridge and Cornwall, uh, travelled immediately to be with uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Now, the Queen was last pictured um, formally appointing the new Prime Minister Liz Truss at Balmoral on Tuesday, which was her final uh, public duty. Uh, she is survived by her four children, eight grandchildren and 12 great-grandchildren. Uh, as monarch, the Queen is automatically granted a publicly funded state funeral. Details for the funeral are expected to be released by the palace soon, and I'm sure the attendance will be uh, great and large. Um, her tenure as head of state spanned uh, 70 years, which included post-war austerity, the mm -hmm. transition from empire to commonwealth in the UK and Britain, uh, the end of the Cold War, and also the UK's entry into and withdrawal from the European uh, Union. So uh, quite a lot of 
um, significant events during her reign, mm. uh, which had spanned 15 prime ministers as well, starting with Winston Churchill and now the latest, including Liz Truss. Uh, given the monarchy's reputation, the death of the Queen Elizabeth II sets into motion a really carefully choreographed uh, transition procedure. The second we found out about her passing, uh, as you've said, uh, Charles was already king. Operation mm. London Bridge is is the name of this impending uh, process. And we'll talk a little bit more about right. it with David Tizard in the first hour. Mm. But thanks for giving us the thorough updates on the headlines. Mm. Let's move on to our second keyword of the day. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's so it. <laughs> expressways nationwide became clogged with a traffic as Koreans headed to their hometowns for family reunions. What's the latest? Right. So the traffic did start yesterday. So a day before the actual official holiday period, uh, which does run from Friday today to uh, Monday. And as the holiday exodus began, sections of highways across the country unsurprisingly became congested with traffic late yesterday morning, including the Kyungbu Expressway linking Seoul to Busan. I think these people are thinking that if they get a head start, then they might be able to avoid the traffic. But uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> thought the same thing. And so that's why there was a lot of traffic early on. Now, traffic congestion slowed the average traveling speed down to 40 kilometers per hour and probably less at some busiest sections of the Kyungbu Expressway. Mm. Uh, cars on parts of the Soyan Expressway also, which connects Seoul to Mokpo, as well as other major highways, were also running slowly due to traffic jams. Um, as of noon yesterday, it took five and a half hours to drive from Seoul to Busan. That's about one and a half hours longer than normal. So you can get a kind of a gist of how much traffic there's going to be. And it's going to be more mm. uh, for the uh, for today mm. and over the weekend as well. Uh, roads to Tejan, Sejong and South Chungcheon province are expected to be busiest between uh, 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. today, just to give you an example. So if you are heading out at that time, it is advised to get some regular traffic updates uh, so you can plan your journeys ahead. Uh, millions, uh, tens of millions of people, in fact, are forecast to travel during the holiday period amid the eased social distancing as well. So a lot more than we've seen in the previous couple of years. Uh, most public transport as well are also fully booked, including trains, buses and planes. So if you're looking for any last minute tickets, well, I'm afraid you're out of luck. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, sad, I'm sorry to say. Uh, and let's take a look at the weather. It's going to be mostly pleasant weather conditions uh, mm. for the upcoming four day Chuseok holiday uh, nationwide. On Chuseok Day, which falls on Saturday tomorrow, skies will likely be cloudy, but it will be possible to see the full moon through the clouds in most parts of the country that's also a tradition that's observed by a lot of families during the holiday periods um the uh typhoon has passed the peninsula in a timely fashion so it has cleared uh it's uh cleared uh, away from the korean peninsula in time for mm. the chuseok holiday but there are still some parts of the southern regions that are still reeling from the storm mm. nonetheless uh, so clear up operations are still going on as we speak um, President Yoon Song Yeol, meanwhile, meanwhile, wished the people a happy Chuseok despite the economic difficulties due to high prices, interest rate hikes, and uh, weak exchange rates. And he also expressed condolences to flood victims in Pohang. There's been a lot of expensive stuff happening um, before Chuseok. A lot of food prices have been increasing, so it's become more expensive for households to 
uh, set uh, a, a, a plentiful table, if you will, um, which is an often a tradition observed by a lot of families during mm. the Chusak holiday. Mm. So, uh, yes, getting a little bit more expensive. And unfortunately, it's uh, not expected to mm. be uh, any uh, better uh, after Chusak as well, unfortunately. All right. Well, there you have it. I mean, it might be an appropriate time for us to look to our neighbors and see if anyone is being left behind. I mean, I, th- mm. I do think it's not just about celebrating with families, right? I mean, your neighbors yeah. are the ones that can actually be most of help if you're in case of emergency. So saying hello right. might be a good start. Yeah. I don't know who my neighbors are, so I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> <laughs> it could be an opportunity. And yeah. also there's a lot of uh, lonely elderly people yeah. who are also spending uh, their time alone in the homes uh, in their homes during the holiday as well so if you are a neighbor mm. of one of these elderly citizens and residents then why not knock on the door and just uh, wish them a happy holiday never hurts <laughs> all right let's move on to our third keyword of the day Post-holiday surge. So health experts believe the number of new confirmed COVID-19 cases per day will drop to the 50,000 range in two weeks as the pandemic resurgence has turned into a declining phase. But as we mentioned in the headlines, it doesn't take into account the movement and foot traffic changes that happens on the holidays, for example. That's right. So we will possibly uh, be seeing a post-holiday surge, but uh, in two weeks, as you say, the numbers won't be as bad. Uh, According to a report from the COVID-19 Mathematical Modelling Task Force, the number of new confirmed cases, which was just over 85,000 on Wednesday, will decrease by uh, just about 5,500 to just uh, under 62,000 on September 14th. And again, to just under 52,000 on September 21st. So we're going to be continuing to see a decline for the next fortnight, uh, nonetheless. Now, Mm. the research team recently estimated the reproductive rate during the past week as 0.83. That is basically the number that a single person infects others. Uh, It's stressed that if the rate falls to 0.6, the number of confirmed cases will decrease to just over 37,000 after two weeks. If it decreases to 0.4, the number of cases will decrease to just under 26,500. Now, Mm. the research team also predicted that the number of new daily severe cases would decrease from 52 on Wednesday to about 44 on September, uh, September 14th and again to 37 by September 21st. That is the number that health officials are most worried about and keeping a close eye on. However, Having said all this, the government stressed that the actual number of confirmed cases may vary, of course, depending on the quarantine situation during the holiday and stressed that these predictions do not reflect uh, the amount of movement during the Chusok holiday, of which there will be a lot, and the increase in, of course, face-to-face gatherings. Mm -hmm. And other COVID-19 mathematical model studies also expected a continued decline in daily COVID-19 cases for the near future anyway. Um, And uh, the government is still wary of infections and it's planning to operate a total of 6,000 one-stop medical institutions during the holiday period Mm. and at least 700 one-stop medical institutions on Chusak Day to Mm. prepare for uh, any additional outbreaks. All right, with that, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Family reunions. So South Korea's unification minister Kwon Young has proposed North Korea hold inter-Korean talks over reunions of separated families at an early date. Uh, survivors mm. are aging quickly. That's right. And of course, this does come uh, amid the holiday mm. period as well, which has uh, these family reunions have often taken place uh, during liberal governments, nonetheless. Uh, but 
Quan urged for a swift, positive response, saying Seoul would consider mm-hmm. Pyongyang's preferences on a date, venue, agenda, and format of any talks. So it's basically putting the ball in the North's court. And he said he hopes the meeting could serve as an opportunity as well to lift inter-Korean relations from what has been a years-long deadlock. Uh, and he added that Seoul will engage in inter-Korean talks with a receptive attitude. Um, the South Korean government also sent a statement under the name of the Unification Minister to the North's Director of the United Front Department through a communication channel at the Inter-Korean Liaison Office. Uh, the two Koreas have in the past, as I mentioned, held these reunions at the time of major holidays, including Chuseok, um, mostly of which have been under uh, liberal governments, uh, namely the Moon government uh, as mm. well. Uh, that tried to engage with the North. But, of course, those cross-border ties have soured, Mm -hmm. especially amid a series of weapon tests by the North uh, Korean regime. Mm -hmm. Uh, When asked about the possibility of food aid to the North, Kwon said his government was not exploring what he called special incentives, but would be willing to consider positively if the North makes other humanitarian requests uh, regarding the so-called audacious plan to provide North Korea with economic aid in return for nuclear disarmament. Kwon said the proposal for talks was not part of Yoon's aid for denuclearization initiative, but was meant as a step to restart humanitarian exchanges, regardless of mm. the political and military situation. All right. And finally, this is our last keyword of the day. PPP leadership. So the ruling People Power Party has decided to move forward with yet another emergency leadership. Uh, the ship has been rocked. It continues to go back and forth. What's the latest? Mm. Yes, it's been a bit of a, a crisis and a bit of turmoil within the ruling party. Mm. Chung jin Suk, the deputy speaker of the National Assembly, became the new interim chief of the PPP. This comes just 13 days, in fact, after the PPP's kind of short-lived previous emergency steering committee that was led by Chu Young was suspended mm. because of court injunction that was actually filed by the ousted former chief, Idrun Suk. Uh, Chung was endorsed by National Committee members with a majority of the vote. And the members also approved the launch of a new emergency steering committee as well, also with a similar uh, ratio of votes. Now, the new leadership will mainly be tasked with restoring internal unity as well as public trust, uh, providing a boost for the UN administration's policy drive mm-hmm. as the uh, ruling party. Uh, shortly after Chang's appointment was approved, floor leader Kwon Song Dong, who's been subject to kind of growing criticism over his uh, what's been deemed as mishandling of the party, decided to resign. This way, the party's leadership is looking to start with a clean slate with a new interim leader as well as a new floor leader mm. that's set to be elected on September 19th. Mm. Uh, however, there's still some trouble brewing. Idrun Sak, uh, who automatically loses his post upon the launching of the emergency leadership, and once again filed for a court injunction. But the party so far remains kind of confident that the court will reject it this time. Um, but we'll have to see. All right. Thank you so much, Aram, for the thorough updates. Have a safe Chuseok holiday weekend. <laughs> you too. Have a safe Chuseok holiday weekend. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.